Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, and joining me this week is the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. Tom, how are we doing, mate? Well, I'm gutted. Um, I'm mainly gutted because the game was that bad that we didn't get a Brad Simcox, Brad Simcox special in terms of intro. Yeah. Um, I'm not working on one after that. I'm seriously not, mate. That's... Um that wasn't deserved of one, was it? Yeah, well, maybe, obviously, yours recent intros have been kind of like film-related. Um, <laughs> what's the saddest film you've ever watched? Titanic or something? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Do I do, 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 do it to, like, um, Titanic music, maybe? Maybe. Uh, we haven't got the, a big enough budget to have um, drops on Celine the show, Deal. so we, we can't really <laughs> put Titanic music in. Maybe the next podcast, can you open it up with Titanic uh, based intro, and maybe uh, have yeah. the Chiefs can be the Titanic setting off from Belfast. Was it or okay, no Southampton? <laughs> Southampton, no, was it? Southampton, <laughs> Liverpool. I don't know. It was built in Belfast. I'm pretty sure. Set off from Southampton. Yeah, that was it. Uh, um, yeah, you know your history, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've watched the film several times. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, the boat can be the Chiefs start start of the season, and the iceberg can be. The play call in, yeah, um, which ultimately brings the ship down. Yeah. <sighs> so, so are we saying that the uh, the the officiating would be the captain of the ship? Is that what you're saying? Je- I, don't, I don't think Jeff Triplett deserves such a big role. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's retired now anyway. So, um, yeah, he probably won't be able to uh, to feature in our our Chiefs Titanic film. Um, Let's can we start there. Um, because the Chiefs lost this game for a number of reasons. Yeah. And the refs was one of, not the reason, but certainly one of the reasons why we lost this game. Um, Jeff Triplett come out today and has retired. This made-up rule of forward progress on a sack, yeah. because it is a made-up rule. Um, it it's like a tuck rule, isn't it? Yeah, it is... The the second one I can kind of get because Daniel Sorensen had um, Mariota. He sacked it, he sacked him, almost put him to the ground, let go, and then they then they blew the whistle and said right that there was a sack, and then the ball came out. So I kind of understand that one, but the first one was the worst call I've ever seen in mm. American football. Um, if that's going to be the rule, then strip sacks are no longer a part of the game mm-hmm. because as Mario was going to the ground the ball come out where's the forward progress he wasn't moving forward he was on his drop like I just I don't understand it and Jeff, it's come out today that apparently Jeff Triplett got given the game because they knew he was going to retire so they give him a playoff game um, as as a goodbye because he hasn't had one in four or five years well, there's a reason why he hasn't had a playoff game in four or five years. Because the yeah. man doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Sorry, <It's>, kids. <laughs> yeah, we haven't... Again, we can't afford a drop, so we can't put a beep over that. And, yeah. But it wasn't just that call. There was one horrendous spot for the Titans where they spotted it like three or four yards shorter than it was supposed to be. Yeah. How... How do these guys get into a position where they can 
officiate games like this. It's not just American football as well. Like, there's a big problem with refereeing and officiating in in soccer or our football mm. at the moment. And what is it down to? Is I do think that professional sports leagues need to get into the habit of having or trying to push players becoming part of the officiating crew after they retire mm-hmm. because there's people that clearly don't play, play the game or know the sport that are in charge of these big big occasions and are just fluffing their lines yesterday Jeff Triplett was awful he wasn't the main reason why the Chiefs lost we're getting to them but Jeff Triplett oh, fucking hell I'm so glad you've retired mate I really am <laughs> it, it, I think it needed a d- addressing mate I think you're right I think um, there's this there's this reliance a lot really on the, on good officiating and we as Chiefs we've not really had much good officiating in the playoffs and I mean that's not an excuse that's not something that we go oh the officials are bad so that's it end of story we were great we weren't great but the officiating didn't help at all I mean you know to scratch off a, a perfectly good touchdown as well um, it just I don't know. It just it just didn't seem it just didn't seem to be on the cards, did it? I mean, we'll get into the game now as well. I mean, the, the whole Mariota touchdown pass catch um, was was one of those things. It was one of those plays that you looked at and you thought, "This isn't going to be our day." Um, same thing happened with you know the Andrew Luck. Um, <laughs> touchdown uh, all those years back it just everything just seems as though we get to the playoffs the Chiefs seem to have a bad officiating and there is some kind of crazy lucky thing that happens for the other team yeah but I'm a firm believer of you make your own luck um, uh, first look I honestly thought that Mario had gone past the line of scrimmage and then um it turns out that I didn't actually know the rule um, <laughs> properly. Is, is it when he starts to throw it? Is well, that like, is, is that what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, evidently you're meant to have your whole body across the line of scrimmage, scrimmage. So it's okay if your arm, your head is across the line of scrimmage, as long as you've got your feet behind. And Mariota was fortunate that he had one foot behind the line of scrimmage. So they actually but, got. But that. didn't he jump forward as he threw it? But as he has, he let go his foot was still on the line or behind the line of scrimmage so right. that was legal and not much has been said about that play since because apparently it was one of the few calls they did get right but you are right in what you were saying regarding the Andrew Luck comparison as soon as that play happened all I thought about was 2013 yeah. and that, I think that, a lot of people thought that didn't they as soon yeah. as it happened I, I remember texting someone saying I hope that doesn't come back to haunt us and it just sunk in my head at that point I thought that that really is that's that's the kind of player that you think that's going to end us. Yeah, but let's be let's be fair as well. When Mario did score that touchdown, the Chiefs still held an eleven point lead mm-hmm. in the middle in the middle of the third quarter. We probably haven't touched on this yet, and we probably should start with the excellent first half that the Chiefs played. Um, yeah, everything looked hunky dory. Um, everyone was probably already starting to think about New England um, <laughs> certainly from a fan point of view we were um, stupidly naive, probably naivety uh, sunk in a little bit there but the Chiefs were rolling Kelsey was looking good 
Um, Tyreek Hill wasn't his usual self because there was a couple of drops there in the first half, but mm. he was still menacing. Alex Smith was balling out. He was looking like playoff Alex. Um, but as soon as Travis Kelsey went down, the offense just, apart from that one drive at the end of the first half, the offense just didn't know how to cope with mm. losing 87. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we 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 had a nice little discussion before we started the show, and uh, I actually said to you, I I brought up the name Alex Smith on this, and uh, you said, why do you want to bring that up? Why do you want to bring him up? Um, because I've said for a long time that Alex Smith is a Goldilocks kind of quarterback. If the conditions are right, he will ball out, and he will be MVP level player. And I'll admit that he, you know, he will be a very good player if the conditions are exactly right. And as soon as we lost Kelsey, he lost that security blanket. He lost that um, get out of jail free card. Um, if the main route wasn't on, Kelsey wasn't there, and it just it just fell apart, didn't it? And I didn't I didn't think that the Chiefs were actually a one player team like that. And it it, it took. Kelsey to go down injured and and to be removed from the game to then see that our offense clicks so well when he's in it. Well, yeah, that's going to be the case because he's a superstar player. He is one of the two best tight ends in the league. Um, it's some people will say Gronk is the best. Others will say Kelsey. It probably depends what team you support as to your opinion on that. Mm-hmm. But let's not blame this offensive showing in the second half entirely on the lack of Travis Kelsey that was a factor it was a factor because like as you correctly said there was a superstar missing from the offense there was a mismatch problem that the Titans no longer had to deal with yeah but and this is my biggest takeaway from last night's defeat the lack of run game and the lack of willingness to commit to the run game when you have a two-score or three-score lead, was mind-boggling, inexcusable. It's unforgivable, I think. Unforgivable. Yeah. Um, you have the leading rusher in the league in your backfield, and you give the guy the ball eleven times in a game where you hold multiple-score leads. Yeah. I'm not an NFL coach. You're not an NFL coach. My girlfriend isn't an NFL coach. My dad isn't an NFL coach. But they all would probably know that running the football when you have a multiple score lead will work in your favour. And for some strange reason, Matt Nagy and Andy Reid did not understand that fact yesterday. And that Mm -hmm. is the reason why we lost that football game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you 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 know as well as I know. I think any fan out there knows if you're running the ball, you're winding the clock down a lot as well, and you 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 you're bringing that closer to the end of the game. I mean, yeah, okay, you know, if you start doing it even in the third quarter, it's still eking away. At the you know, the, giving the the Titans less and less chance. Um, yes. You you run more, the Titans can run less. Yeah, because they're having less time, so they're going to have to commit to the pass and. They didn't pass the ball particularly well yesterday. What they did do was run the ball well. But Mm -hmm. with less amount of time on the clock, that becomes less of an option for the team. And there's rumours going around that Andy Reid took over the play calling in the second half. That's hearsay. Um, I don't see 
that as that as a possibility. It certainly looked like it, though. Well, if Matt Nagy has just play called a perfectly good first half, which put up twenty one points against one of the better defenses in the league, why would Andy Reid take over coaching mm. or play calling for the second half? Don't get me wrong; it looked very much like an Andy Reid's play calling half. It is all what we're seeing from him: short, short passes, screen plays, um, stupid quarterback runs when they weren't really on um, there was all of the symptoms of an Andy Reid called half mm-hmm. especially when we have the lead but I don't believe for one second that Andy Reid went up to Matt Nagy in half time and said right you've done sure well no. <laughs> now I'm having my gig I just yeah. I, I can't I can't see that happening if it has happened then Andy Reid should be getting his P45 yeah I feel that strongly about that second half that it does warrant him being fired if that was the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I mean, a lot of people are thinking that you know, yeah, okay, it did look like there was two different teams on there or, t- or two different coaches leading the team there. But I think there's a there's a big factor that a lot of fans are missing out on here, and it is the fact that the Titans went in at half time twenty one three down. And what do you do to salvage a playoff game? You know, this is knockout stage. This is, this is, you know, this is your last chance. Throw the dice, kind of thing. And the Titans switched to blitzing a heck of a lot. I mean, I was sick of writing blitz on on uh, the Arrowheads Abroad Twitter commentary at that time because it was just blitz after blitz after blitz, and the the Chiefs O line just couldn't handle it. It crumbled. It couldn't form a pocket. Smith was exposed. He got sacked four times. You know, the, the the whole mentality of the Titans changed because it had to change. They had to adapt at that moment because the game was running away from them and the Chiefs were having the way. And we've said this before in, in, in previous games. You know, even the, the Steelers game, you know, they, they blitzed very well. And it, they, it was proof that it is the Chiefs' downfall. It is a weak... It is a weakness that the all line cannot deal with a blitz. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, but they are left on an island an awful lot. Remember, I remember us talking about this before the season even started about how the Chiefs O line are left on an island more than any other O line in the league. They often only leave five guys into protection. Okay, sometimes they have Chuck Hendrick West out there in pass protection, but they are left to do a lot. Um, if you're a Chiefs coach and you see that coming and you've been seeing it coming for the last seven, eight weeks, then surely by now you should have been able to make an adjustment to deal with that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no ju- adjustments made yesterday on offense. No. The no. adjustment that needed to happen was feed Kareem the ball because yeah. he runs that football. He wears that defense down. He takes time off the, it takes time off the clock. We get closer to win. Like, Titans are a good defense, so they were always going to have their way a little bit with the O line and and get some pressure on Alex Smith. But you managed to deal with it in the first half a little bit. Okay, they come out a little bit more aggressive in the second, but the play calling just didn't help that fact. It it was, it was so vanilla. It was the Chiefs of the last two or three years. It was boring offense with yeah. no inspiration and just. 
highly predictable and mm-hmm. when you're predictable you're not going to be able to move the ball well and the Chiefs just they fluffed their lines big time yesterday they really did they oh, please talk Brad because I'm just going <laughs> to go on and on and on and on, well, and on I mean for me I I honestly think the offence really gave a lot of pressure um, on our defence because the offence couldn't get it going uh, the defence were on the field more times than enough and when you've got ageing players in the defence like we have um, the the Titans were always going to expose that all day long because we just could not get off the field and and there was many a time where the Chiefs had the Titans at 3rd and 10 or 3rd and 12 3rd and 7 you know that, that kind of thing and you think you know just just let's let's try and get the offence back on and then Mariota would go on a, an annoying scrambling run mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one of them where I was just going, somebody hit him. And I, I actually said those words. I screamed those words. Somebody hit him and there was nobody around him for a good 15 yards. Um, but, that fall, but that falls on Sutton. He's yeah, another it does. Person that, he's another person that should be held accountable. Yeah, yesterday defensively wasn't the worst game in the world, but the, the run defense has been terrible all season. There's mm-hmm. no getting away from that. And Sutton doesn't deserve to be the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs next year but if you're Bob Sutton you know Mariota has that ability mm-hmm. it's not like Kirk Cousins when he in the Redskins game when he started to run that kind of took you by surprise a little bit it's you're not really expecting it but Mariota has done this his entire career including mm-hmm. in college so you know he's capable of that why yeah. haven't you got someone accounting for that yeah it's, he had it multiple runs yesterday which were just momentum killers for our defence and just kept them out there and were just game changing plays and there were several of them that just were so so avoidable from a Chiefs defensive standpoint it was so bad terrible terrible and the sooner Sutton's gone the better that would be the first change I would make you think? of several yeah do you think he will go? uh, Yes, I do, because I think Andy Reid will probably be looking at it that to save his own bacon, he might need to get rid of someone else. So yeah. I think I do think that Bob Sutton will be the first casualty, the first well, one of the, two the, big casualties. That's one of the main names that keep keeps cropping up. We asked uh, the Arrowheads Abroad fans, um, what you know? What questions have you got for us for this podcast? And uh, there's a few names pop up, but more more than more so than others, I would say. And Bob Sutton is actually uh, popped up quite a bit. Uh, Timothy Rowley shares your thoughts as well. He says, uh, "Do the Chiefs have to start firing coaches, starting with Bob Sutton?" Um, everyone told me it was too early to say that uh, to say that, and he will come good, etc. In the end, but. Yeah, I think Timothy Rowley echoes your thoughts there. Alan Morrison's also uh, discussed Bob Sutton. Why has Bob Sutton become so bland when dialing up blitzes? I, I think you're right. I think at this moment in time, we, we've we've seriously got to look at the coaching. Yeah, and if Andy Reid doesn't play his cards right, then this time next year, he will be the one on the hot seat. I don't think Andy Reid loses his job. No, um, I think he's probably sees out his contract. No, I don't think he sees out his contract. He's just signed an extension. How long um, is that for now? Five years. So he's still got another. Four, Ooh, he's still got four years left on that five-year contract. So I don't think Andy Reid sees out his contract. I think that's far too 
go too far ahead to to say that. But if we do the exact same again next season with Mahomes and go one or done, one and done in in similar sort of fashion, mm. then I really think you'd have to question Andy. Get me wrong. If we go one and done and we're in the divisional round and we play someone like New England and go one and done, mm. then that's that's understandable. You can you can probably say okay, you've played New England. That's okay. But if you go one and done against a team like Tennessee Titans again next year, then Andy yeah. Reid has to go. Yeah. He really does. It's funny, Alex Bonner said the same thing as well on the questions. What are your thoughts on a fresh start next season coaching-wise? So it, it is cropping up quite a bit, this. Um, I, I didn't really look at it like that at that point. I was mainly looking at the you know, the all, the all line crumbling and that kind of thing, and uh, the defence couldn't get off the field. But it's it's clear that a lot of the, um, the Arrowheads abroad... Uh, fans, followers, that kind of thing, are actually point in the same way as you, mate. Definitely the coaching, doesn't it? Well, the team's only as good as his coaching. There's like you do get players that can carry their teams. Case in point, Aaron Rodgers, he carries his team. But the Patriots are only great because of Bill Belichick. And we've talked about it again so many times: culture, winning culture, ruthless mental mentality that will get you wins. Certain teams have it. The Chiefs do not have that mentality. They're very good in the regular season. They're very good against the AFC West. But it's when season it, play calling, though, isn't it? Yeah, and when it comes to the the postseason, the Chiefs just lack something. And it's not just Andy Reid. It's everything. It's a culture. It's it's a freaking culture <laughs> <laughs> that the Chiefs will lose playoff games. We're now. One in a, one and eleven in our last twelve playoff games. The only win was against a Brian Hoyer-led Houston Texans. <laughs> Something's got to give. Something's got to give, and it, it doesn't help that you throw in Andy Reid, that also has a terrible, terrible postseason record. Yeah, um, just sort it out. Start with Sutton. Get this defense ruthless. Get Eric Berry back, and then start from there. Yeah, but Sutton it's, has to be the first. <laughs> Sutton has to be the first. Well, um, Claire Stewart's asked uh, if Reed goes, who would you like to see replace him? <laughs> I don't think he's going to go. But um, is there anybody out there that you think is an up and coming head coach that you think yeah, they might they might be good have a good shot at it? Um, I think we probably Alan Morrison said Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> put Nagy right. in. I'm going to put something to you. If what? it comes out that. Matt Nagy did or was in charge of the play calling yesterday and Andy Reid had nothing whatsoever to do with it why would you want Matt Nagy yeah. as your coach Like, if I'm Chicago or Indianapolis or one of these two teams that are meant to be interviewing him the first thing I'm asking is go, what the hell happened in the second half on Saturday night's game yeah was that you <laughs> yeah. was that you and if they turn around and say yes that he goes if that was on me then I'll be like showing you, showing him the door. You, you've blown yeah, an eight. I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Nagy. If it wasn't for Nagy's player calling, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. I'm convinced of that. I think, I think he came in at the right time. Um, yeah, and if it wasn't for Andy Reid, we wouldn't be in the playoffs. But it comes back to what I was just saying. It's a ruthlessness, yeah, a killer instinct that if. Matt Nagy did have control of the play calling yesterday. He showed that he doesn't have. 
you lost your best tight end and you have an obvious out just run the ball and you'll win this game and they didn't do it showing a clear lack of ruthlessness and winning mentality if I'm a new GM looking for a head coach to bring my team forward I don't hire that guy yeah yeah um, another question of the, the, from the actual game is um, Ashley Davis is asked um Maybe it's just me being rather new. <laughs> so, uh, uh, disregard if I'm just being stupid, but why did the Chiefs not go for the field goal on the fourth down, which would have put them ahead if scored? It was too far, wasn't it? I think, yeah, I think, was it Was it on the 44-yard line, which obviously sets it back, what, 50-plus, doesn't it? From so a, 60 plus from the 44. 60-plus, yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody's made that yet in a, in a, in a game. Uh, Sixty plus yards, have they? Not, not for the Chiefs. Certainly not, not in a, not our ahead. Yeah. Um, plus, you've got to remember, uh, Butker only just missed a forty-eight yarder earlier yeah. in the game. That so. was that was horrible. That was. I mean, we can't even we can't even pin the guy on that either because he's been brilliant all season, Butker. Yeah, um, he's made a couple of game winners. So, yeah, kickers it, miss kicks. They do. They can't. They can't kick them all, can they? But um, I, I'm confident. You know, we'll keep. Booker and he's he's going to learn from a lot of this. Um, he's had a great season, um, so I don't really want to I don't want to badger the guy about that. But um, yeah, it, it's a valid question. Um, why didn't they go for the field goal? Because if they did go for the field goal and they missed it, then it puts uh, the Titans in a really good position to uh, attack the Chiefs on offense. Then doesn't it? So um, that's probably why that the Chiefs tried to to get it on fourth down. Uh, and try and keep the play going, but time was a factor then as well because time was the, a factor. Yeah, the Chiefs clearly didn't trust the defense to be able to stop Derrick Henry, no. and was ultimately proved right. So, yeah, um, we're just getting depressed, mate. Uh, <laughs> we're just going through with all, through all this dissecting it all and wondering where it all went wrong. But the, do, do, do you think that's you think you've had a bad weekend with sport, right? Arsenal just got knocked out of the FA Cup. Oh, here we go, Arsenal. <laughs> go on. Yeah, we just got knocked out of the FA Cup by Nottingham Forest. So in the space of six or seven months, the man that's never finished below Tottenham, never lost never lost an FA Cup third round tyre, and never been out of the Champions League, has managed to achieve all of those things. So, so uh, you're back on the Wenger out thing again? Don't you? start me on the back of the Wenger <laughs> out. I, I, I've been on that bus since 2012. Um, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when Arsenal lost to Bradford in the League Cup? Yes. Yes, I was at that game. Oh, yeah. And Did you have your banner as well? No, I didn't have a banner then. <laughs> but I just, I remember right. It was, it was a cold Tuesday night in Bradford, and Bradford just beat us in penalties, so they had a pitch invasion. And I thought, good for them, right? Sixteen thousand fans all went up to the players, whatever. And I just remember this one lad just coming up to all front of the Arsenal fans he must have felt on top of the world and started giving it just like yeah we giving it the big it, balls yeah. yeah and I just thought this defeat has caused this to happen I've now got some northern Yorkshire bloke just giving me stick and it's all because of Arsene Wenger <laughs> so do you know what that, mate do you know at that what? point I was like Wenger out <laughs> do you know what mate this uh, I, I've been I've been having a similar reaction on my uh, YouTube videos. Uh, 
Um, the amount of people that have come out of the woodwork now that are Steelers fans, Broncos fans, some of them, yeah, but some yeah, actually, it's been strange. Some of the Raiders fans and Broncos fans that have commented on the on on the videos have been quite sympathetic. It's been yeah, weird, they, they but then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's. I think they've got their own problems at the minute, and the, you know, they've they, they've seen the Chiefs crumble, and and I don't think they've got any comeback. So I think they're just thinking, <laughs> you know, what we're just gonna have to sympathise, you know. Um, but oh man, the amount of abuse I've been getting from Steelers fans, and uh, who was the other ones? Um, I had a weird one the other week, and I was like, where the hell have you come from? <laughs> you come out of left field, so. Yeah, you you know, Chiefs fans, we're going to get a lot of ribbons for this. Uh, we're going to get, uh, we're going to be hit over the head with this for quite some time. It's 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 similar to what the Colts game was. Um, it's going to live long in the memory, and for all the wrong reasons. Um, and I think discussing this before with Tom, um, we have this very special connection. I think over here in the UK. Um, Tom's been over a few times over to, to our head. I've been over for the first time um, this season. And meeting all the fans there that are just so passionate. You know, um, I mean, we're passionate Chiefs fans um, in the UK, but those guys, they get dressed up for the occasion, don't they? And they, you know, they they party hard for the Chiefs and they love the Chiefs that much. Um, and I just feel so bad for those people over there, for those wonderful, wonderful Chiefs fans that have made us so welcome and uh, I just wish I could give them all a hug you know what I mean <laughs> it's uh it's just a, it's you, just such a sad time why don't you do the next best thing and drive a couple hundred miles down the M1 and give me a cuddle yeah let's hug it out mate shall we let's hug it out <laughs> I don't think Dave will be up for that would he yeah, would you be big? <laughs> would you be big spoon or little spoon uh well you're bigger than me aren't you yeah so you're yeah. little spoon yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think we all feel that everyone's everyone's hurting at the moment. Um, it's such a horrible defeat. And I remember doing the uh, the Twitter commentary last night, and it was going great. It was a party atmosphere on the uh, Twitter page at that time. Uh, at half time, I think a lot of us were cracking open the champagne, and to then start tweeting about this this mess that was there's just unfolding in front of us it was just heartbreaking um i then i i don't know if you saw the uh the tweets mate but i actually resorted to gifts towards the end um <laughs> well, desert because uh, you couldn't be bothered to explain your feelings i, I just words. didn't want to yeah i just thought i can't type that i just can't <laughs> type it um just major disappointment mate and um yeah um heartfelt heart heartbreaking for all the uh chase fans over in uh, in kansas city I don't know if you want to say anything, mate. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, think, I, I, think, I think you pretty much covered it. Speaking of heartbroken, <laughs> one man that must be waking up heartbroken because the writing on the wall isn't, is there yeah. now for his career, um, certainly in Kansas City, and that's that's Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, he's done in, a, in Kansas City now. Um, to keep his job, he needed a, he needed a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Maybe an AFC Championship run might have sufficed, but the guy no longer we will no, will no longer be wearing number eleven red for Kansas City. And I just want to get your views and your opinions on his career, or maybe not his career, but certainly his his, his spell in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've everyone knows my thoughts on 
on Alex Smith. I I do like the guy. He does everything right professionally. He's a nice guy. He's he's cut. He came at a time when the Chiefs needed to steady the ship. Um, we we we'd gone through a bit of a bad spell, uh, and and yeah, he's he's come in and. He's done a stellar job. He's done a safe job. And I think the Chiefs owe him thanks, a lot of thanks for doing that. Uh, we've we've now got this team at what we consider, or what we thought we would consider a, a, a playoff contender. Um, getting into the playoffs as many times as, as, as we have with, with Smith at the helm has been... Um, it's been it's been nice to see. Um, but my feelings now are that this... Chiefs team has probably outgrown Smith and it's now time to unleash a, an exciting quarterback that is going to force this team further into the playoffs. Um, but I want to thank Alex Smith, I really do. Um, I, I've actually got autographs and all sorts of things in my, in my the man cave. You know, I, I do appreciate what he's done for the Chiefs and uh, yeah, I want to thank him for, for steadying that ship for us. What are your thoughts on it, mate? Do you want to say anything to Alex Smith? I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Again, he come in at a time where we were in desperate need of a quarterback. Remember the year that he come in was the Geno Smith, EJ Manuel draft. Yeah. So we yeah. could have quite easily drafted one of them with the number one pick, which some people were calling for, believe it or not. Some people wanted us to go there. When he got picked up by the Chiefs for two second rounders, which looking back on seems really quite cheap considering that we might get some of that back in this off season anyway um, I, I've got nothing but praise for the guy Okay, early, earlier this season we were calling for his job um, incorrectly it must be, <laughs> it must be said um, proven yesterday again by play calling um, that that was the issue but for the most part Alex Smith has been very good um, in a team that has been mostly reliant on its defence to win games Alex Smith has done the main thing that we needed it to, him to do, and that's look after the football. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs' offense of the last four or five years hasn't had many good weapons. Um, Jamal Charles early in his career, Travis Kelsey towards the later, the latter. But other than that, we've been weaponless. It's safe to say some of the receivers he's been thrown to have been below par. Donny Avery, um, who was that guy? Jason Avant. Yeah. <sighs> Who was that other one oh, that dropped that catch once? There's Dexter McCluster. Another name comes to mind. Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow was awful in Alex Smith's time in Kansas City. So he he didn't have a lot to work with, but he's he done well enough, um, and got us to a few playoff appearances. Unfortunately, most of them ended in heartbreak. But for the most part. I'm really happy with how Alex Smith turned out and I hope one day that all other Chiefs fans look as fondly on his career as, as I do um, mm. because I do think he deserves to be in the ring of honour. Um, statistically, he's been a top three quarterback for the Chiefs and I hope one day when Pat Mahomes does eventually lead us to the Super Bowl, we can look at this season where he learned things from Alex Smith and say that was Alex Smith's kind of legacy with this team was Pat Mahomes becoming a better quarterback in that in that year because I do think Mahomes would have learned a lot that is for sure yeah definitely um yeah I think I think 
there's a lot of fans out there for Smith. There's a, there is a lot of fans out there for him, and um, you know he's. I think he's going to get a good following wherever he ends up. Um, I think a lot of people were saying it might have been the Cardinals or it might even be the Browns, mightn't it? Back to back with uh, with with John Dorsey. Um, where do you think he'll end up? Do you th- do you, can you see a particular team that suits Alex Smith's style? I think there's a couple of teams. I if I had to say three teams that he probably will end up on, it would be one of the Browns, the Cardinals, or the Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, as we record, the Jaguars game is actually on TV, and I'm watching a really uninspiring Blake Bortles per- uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm the Jags, I call up Kansas City and say, we "Have our first rounder, which is going to be a mid twenties pick." Yeah. And say, "Let's have Smith because I do think Smith would probably push him closer to an AFC Championship game, maybe possibly a Super Bowl appearance." Yeah. Um, outside of that, it depends on what you can get for Smith. Yeah, we probably want him to leave the AFC if at all possible. But if it comes down to a, a first rounder or a second rounder, you want to take the first rounder. Just back yourselves. It doesn't matter that you're making Jacksonville stronger. Back yourselves. Get that first round pick because that first round pick could be the difference, especially on the Chiefs' defense, which is where it needs to be spent. Yeah, exactly. Okay, mate. Um, I think we've chewed the fat long enough on that. Um, yeah, I'm, I feel really sad now. It's it's it is it's, it is an end of an era, it is it an is. end of an era. Um, and also, it's like we're now for the next eight months. What are we gonna do? <laughs> do you know what? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it I, hit I, me I, today when I thought that. I thought, do you know what? I'm not gonna watch any any. I've, I've not got any Chiefs games to look forward to. Yeah, some people have suggested just watch Mahomes highlights on YouTube, con- like continuously. <laughs> but I think that would just make the wait go a little bit longer. I, it probably what, will. It probably will. What do you, I hate this time of year. It's horrible, mate. Especially when you, you you've just been dumped out in the fashion that we did. Um, yeah. You know, you're looking at the other games. I mean, I'm watching this this uh, Bills and Jags game, same as you, and I I'm just totally uninspired by it now. Yeah. <laughs> There's no interest in it for me now. Um, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl day though that we've got yeah. going. Maybe. Uh, Maybe we should set ourselves a challenge as a, like something we can put our mind to over the next eight months, and something we should do that when when the season starts again we can say right this is what we've achieved. Yeah. So f- for you, I'm going to say you have to do your next introduction in Spanish, or like your first <laughs> the next introduction. No, your next introduction. Sorry, apologies. Your first introduction of the season has to be in Spanish. Oh, you get. So that's what you've got to learn. <laughs> that's your that's your task for the next eight months to keep you busy. Right. Okay. No. I, I, yeah. I, okay. Um. I've got to do it in Spanish. My introduction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've got you. Yeah. Right. That's okay. The... I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. <laughs> okay. I, I haven't really thought of one for you yet, mate. But I will think of one. Okay. <laughs> well, if, if anyone wants to tweet in a suggestion for me or something to keep me busy for the next eight months that doesn't involve Kleenex and something else, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, tweet us uh, at Casey Chiefs underscore UK. And give Tom, give Tom a job. Is that what it is? is, that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Keep it clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, we've. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll come up with something. Um, I think what we're planning on doing is um, we'll still give you uh, news updates and things like that, and some views on. You know, there's going to be trades happening. There's going to be things happening through the off season. Um, then we've got the build up for the combine and the draft and everything like that. So you will hear from us. Uh, probably not as regularly as you normally get us through the season and through the playoffs, but 
um yeah we'll 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 keep it as regular as we can do won't we i mean we're not just going to do a show going how you doing mate you all right <laughs> yeah i'm all right how are you <laughs> it's gonna be none of that but um yeah we'll, we'll we'll shoot to get some podcasts underway again anyway mate uh that's it for the uh arrowheads abroad podcast um, get involved with the discussions on our Twitter page at KCChiefs underscore UK uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud to receive the new shows as soon as they're available and <laughs> when, whenever they're going to be available for the next few uh, few months um, and remember to uh, leave us a review and you could win yourself an Arrowheads Abroad mug or jersey and in fact this is the last reminder before we actually do the draw for this so uh, there will be another uh, podcast where we will, we will announce the winner for uh, is it going to be a mug or is it going to be a jersey I think it's, it's going about... to be a mug it's going to be a mug mate it's going to be a mug right okay then um, so yeah uh, keep in with that and we'll also give you updates on the um the new plan that we might have for uh, the Arrowheads Abroad um, membership. So I know Tom's working on something on that at the moment, so uh, keep your eyes peeled on that, especially on the Facebook and Twitter page. So, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. You are working on that, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have to now. You get... You get. <laughs> <laughs>